What's going on, everybody? And welcome to another episode of Carbonite Bounty BS with me and the nerds here. Hope everybody's doing well. And, uh, you know, glad to be live with everybody. And uh, before we dive into this, we are going to be reviewing today uh, The Mandalorian Season 3 premiere. Joke, all jokes aside. <laughs> all jokes aside. All jokes aside. I know. I know. It's corny, but yeah, we are going to be reviewing Boa Fett Chapter 5. Dubbed the Return of the Mandalorians. The so return, for the return yeah, of the Mac. The return. So uh, for those who haven't watched it, sorry if we're spoiling it for you. You should have watched it by now two or three times. But uh, before we even dive into this, you know, episode and what we think about it, let's let DP let you guys know where to find us at. Nerdcyclopedia.com. People, make sure that you go into that site and on our, on a fav- on your favorite platforms, Instagram, Facebook, and also Twitter. We are at Nerdcyclopedia. Make sure that you are, if you're watching with us right now on YouTube, you hit that subscribe button and also hit that notification button. So anytime that we're on, you know that we're on. Make sure that if you're watching us on Facebook Live, thank you. Make sure you comment and leave us some feedback and everything over there. Um, we also have a Facebook group called Carbonite Bounty BS, the Star Wars group. Um, leave all your favorite memes, leave your comments. And, you know, especially about tonight's episode, it was just like some crazy stuff happening tonight. Some really decent, decent stuff. Um, also, if you are listening to us on podcast, we're on Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, um, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, anywhere that you listen to your favorite podcast, we are there. Most most of all, leave us some feedback. Nerds at NerdCyclopedia.com. We love getting your feedback, and we love issuing you feedback on our stuff. Thank you. Good stuff. Good stuff, DP. And um, yeah, man, what a what a way to kick off these final few episodes, man. Uh, I'm at a loss for words, really. It's not what I expected at all, but it was thoroughly enjoyed on mult at a multitude of levels. We'll get into uh, on our review here, but uh, before I get going, and I, I'll say mine, I'll save myself for a laugh. Let's let our uh, resident, you know, neutral as he calls himself, even though we've converted him over. Let's let DP let us know what his initial reactions like. All right. Um. All right. So. We got the 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 end of last episode with like the um the, the the thematic cues, music cues for the Mandalorian. So we know that we're going to get some sort of Mandalorian stuff for this episode. They had me at dark save at the dark saber. <laughs> I mean, you know, whenever you have that in the episode, especially at the beginning when he pulls that out, oh my goodness! You know, I just like j- almost jumped out of my chair. Um, I, it was a great episode of the Mandalorian. You know. I'm glad they titled it the Book of Boba Fett, you know, to keep all my, um, you know, uh, all the viewers like, you know, not not confused as to what they was watching. <laughs> it was a stuff. Um, um, but yeah, it was a um, really great episode for me. Um, and I, you know, I was reading like some some comments online. You know, um, it's, it's critiques as to um, whether this episode does. Boba Fett disjustice, you know, um, doesn't do the Boba Fett, you know, series justice by bringing in Mandalorian to take over stuff to make it a lot more exciting. Um, you know, we were talking off mic, you know, um, um, T. Mitch and I um, discussing the fact that um, does this episode even fit in the whole like Book of Boba Fett? We're supposed to be watching Book of Boba Fett, but here we're getting a whole Mandalorian episode, you know, not a couple scenes, not just a cameo appearance. We got a full fledged whole episode of the mandalorian and you know he said it could have been like the season premiere of mandalorian but thus it's an episode sort of like a bottle interlude for um uh, for the book of boba fett now 
for me, I'm satisfied with that. Like I say, I'll get into it early, but overall, I, I, I love the episode. I love getting the whole anything Mandalore as as we as you guys you know, um, know um, from Rebels and the Clone Wars. Anything that has to do with Mandalore, I'm I'm down for and learning more Mandalorian history. I'm all down for. So this is just getting me pumped for when season three of the Mandalorian appears. What about you, Hitch? Man, this episode had everything I've been asking for uh, out of season three of The Mandalorian. Uh, and and it really filled in the backstory of what happened in between what I'm sure is going to be the big time jump at the beginning of that season three. And, you know, our main character for the Star Wars EU right now, which is Din. So we got to see what, what he's been up to. Like you said, DP, as soon as that dark server came out and you knew this is happening after the events of Mando season two. This isn't some crappy flashback. It's real. And... We're going to see the Darksaber in action. And it looks phenomenal. The effect on that is phenomenal. It looks correct. Uh, we get this weird, you know, puritanical, silly approach from the Mandalorian coven about, you know, if, if you've ever taken your helmet off, I guess you can't be, you can't be down with them. This purity stuff is wild. I don't, I don't get it. Uh, you know, uh, whatever but we got to see a duel for the dark saber and that was the first half of the episode i mean goodness gracious you jam-packed that you, you jam-packed an entire like a shipbuilding montage which as we discussed in mandalorian season one is always welcome uh a lot of the flavors of star wars intersecting here uh you know just a really really excellent excellent episode so happy to catch up with mando so so glad to see that you know he seems to know where Grogu is. Uh, wow! Just I was not expecting to, to to come on this show tonight and talk about Mando and Grogu and <laughs> and Beskar, like you know I what know. I mean, refineries I and the Coven. Uh, I was expecting to talk about you know the war between the Pikes and, and Boba Fett, but I guess they decided that we were all very good and paid for Disney Plus all year, and so we should get an Easter egg. And frankly, that's how I felt like this. That's how I felt like watching this Ultimate episode. Excellent, excellent, excellent. What about you, Kendo? So they really should have called this episode the Easter egg, right? And and I and I get I get what everyone's saying. Grogu in the background. Yeah, the social media and and everything. I get it. You know, this was uh, this isn't the book of Boba Fett. But on the other hand, what does that mean? A book. That's a lot of different stories that can come up, and it can be a different chapter. And you can have a chapter with characters that you never heard about in the first four chapters. So I think this was what, you know, the Law and Order uh, recipe is. This is a crossover event. So what we had was a, a nice little mix and a, a more backstory. And what's Mando doing now? And how is this going to fit in? Because it would have been pretty clumsy if we just started episode five and all of a sudden, Din Djarin's working for Boba Fett. Like, we wouldn't really know how that all happened and how he got back to Tatooine and what he was doing. So I I accept this as a, a, another chapter in the book of Boba Fett. Um, Easter egg episode. Tons of stuff in here. All the way from this guy back here, an N1 starfighter, right? Coming out of nowhere, replacing mm -hmm. the Razor uh, Crest. To the annoying TSA agent, just like reality, taking all his weapons from him. And he's just like, okay, I know what's in there. That's like, and 
and the cops pulling him over when he's test driving his new ship. That ship, by the way, had an, a Rattler on it, right? I mean, that was right out of Fast and the Furious. Yeah. Yep. Ship. Yep. I love so, the design. I love the design of the, the final design of this Chrome uh, fighter. Awesome. I loved it. If I see it on a shelf, I'm buying it. So I know that George, George was watching this episode with a tear in his eye because this is, this is something that's really important to him. And there was always a race, fast ship, cars. He loved cars. Uh, Hitch, you got your you got your beggars run, uh, pod racing. Yep, right. he just had everything in it. Loved it. Keep going with it. Yep, check, 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 check. So yeah, I totally agree with everybody says as well. I mean, this to me, this is like when I saw the dark saber, I was. They had me, you know. I was ready to open my wallet and try to mysteriously buy another Disney Plus subscription. You know, I was, <laughs> you know, I was just going to buy another one. I, I was like, you can't do this to me, you know. I looked at the runtime of the episode, and I was just like, in awe. I was like, oh, my gosh. Finally, finally, finally. Um, I guess to be the devil's advocate, the one on there, I, I will say that I love the episode. I, I don't think this fits in the, continu in the continuum of the series. If it was longer, I'd understand, but only being seven episodes, nah, you know, it fits. I love the story and I love everything about it. Um, to me, it was one of the best episodes out of the, you know, Filoni verse, if we'll call it that now. But, um, you know, we, we have two left, it looks like here. So we have to, to get a lot done or maybe the Pike War is, you know, the ending of this, you know, chapter in the book of Boba Fett. Maybe there may be a chapter, you know, whatever eight, nine, ten to whatever. So, you know, all in all, the episode for itself was great. Uh, love seeing Din again. I uh, love being on Tatooine. Um, I do love the fact that now we know, as I pinned in other previous podcasts that hopefully you guys are listening and watching, that now we know that Grogu and Luke are on Tatooine, which is like mind-blowing. I don't know why they're there now, but now he's going to see him there. Uh, is Luke back at Delar's homestead that was, you know, lost and, and, and covered up by sand? I mean, what what can he be doing in Tatooine? There's so many questions, you know. It's just, you know, that, that kind of final Easter egg they dropped us there with that. I was just at a loss. Um, as you guys said, always Mandalorian DP. You know, I, I'm, I love the Mandalorian lore. Big Revan fan, which was arguably not a Mandalorian, but wielded a Mandalorian helmet. Um, we got a little bit of you know, pre Vizsla, Tar Vizsla talk. Uh, not a big fan of the Forger now, so I know you guys want to go into that. Uh, <laughs> I don't I'm just not a fan of her. Hopefully, Bo-Katan can finish her off. But uh, yeah, it was it was a weird one. You know, it was a weird one. You know, me and um, Ken had a discussion this afternoon because I know a couple of you guys didn't see it. So uh, we were talking about our theories on where the where it'll happen, where it'll go in, and we'll we'll share those with you guys. So um, yeah, that was kind of my quick review, and let's open things up here, guys. Uh, where where could we start? Because I mean, literally, this this was everywhere. I mean, so much stuff. Hmm. I mean, it's it's like okay, yeah, so your head's like the, the, explosion. Yeah, head, head blown because I was waiting for Boba, waiting for Boba, waiting for Boba, waiting for Boba, and it got like four minutes left, no Boba, <laughs> you know. But that's not a bad thing because I'm excited for the fact that. We're not playing with traditional storytelling stuff. We're in the day, we're in the ages of streaming, whereas back in the day we had like you know episodes and seasons and stuff. You 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 told your stories within that, and you couldn't really cross over 
you know, unless it was like some sort of marketing boot ratings boost type thing, you know, um, to, to other, you know, spinoffs or whatever. Um, this is the overall Star Wars narrative, Star Wars, I guess, if you want to call it TV universe or whatever. But to me, it's just a old, it's just another chapter in the Star Wars story. So when they want to deviate from, you know, um, from talking about Boba Fett to, you know, talking about, you know, our man, you know, Mando and everything, I'm good with that. You know, I'm good. You know, if they want to go that and then go back to, you know, Boba after that, I'm fine with that. So to say, okay, this is the book of Boba Fett. It's supposed to be strictly about Boba Fett. That's it. You know, to me, uh, that that's just, to, these are these are like, it's like the Wild West to like stream. It's like the Wild West to like, you know, um, um, storytelling structures. We're in a universal storytelling nowadays with Star Wars or Marvel. You know, you could tell a story any type of way. And um, you have, being that, you know, these corporations are in control of their own content, you know, and what they put out, they can put out an episode of the Mandalorian in the middle of um, the Boba Fett episode. I mean, both for the season, and still, it, it still feel like it's it's a part of a whole. So I'm I was excited. I was um, totally satisfied with the fact that they went there. Um, um, I'm excited to see how this is going to wrap you know wrap itself up and um, 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 how the end of season, how the end of Boba Fett season is going to be. But it's just a primer. It's definitely a primer if it was done on purpose for episode, I mean, for season three of Mandalorian, whenever it comes. It, exactly. I, I was just going to say that this episode, more backstory about Mando, uh, more backstory about the Mandalore in, in general. And I think it's a good uh, gateway to what we're going to see in season three of Mandal- the Mandalorian. Plus, you've got this story of, of, of Boba Fett running underneath it, and they're all together. Everything's connected. Plus, they're calling out to the original Star Wars films, like, chronically. Like, it's a, like they can't help themselves. They just have to do it. <laughs> you know, I mean, with the Jawas, the Treadwell droid, R5-D4 is there. Always, what, what happened to him? Well, there he is. Uh, you know, just everything. I just saw so much. And... Just to confirm, so Docking Bay 94 is that's where they were. Is that correct? I'm pretty sure that's where most of this episode took place. Right? Um, I have to look that up to, for clarification. Mando walked down the stairs. I mean, that was identical to when Luke Skywalker. Uh, walked down and just looked out and the Falcon was there and just the background and all the machinery and the sensors on the wall. I mean, it, it, to me, that just looks the same. So, I mean, they're, they're connecting. They're connecting things. They're bringing things back. They're reminding people. Maybe they're drawing like new fans into maybe going back and looking at the old stuff. But like DP said, this is a great way to segue and get get us into season three episode one of the mandalorian That's great great job and howard's daughter did this too i mean come on oh yeah right how yeah. howard yeah she's I mean, been a slam dunk on all her episodes to be honest i said that before every episode slam dunk everything that that that, that girl touches that family touches is gold yeah. so yeah. to confirm that was docking bay 94 on moss isley Used yeah, by Han Solo as well. Great callback. Good catch, man. So just so much great stuff, and 
I mean, I, it was great. I think it's awesome that, like, you know, flashback five years and say, you know, we were all real excited to take a break from that Boba Fett series to see this other rando character <laughs> that you don't know anything about show up. And we were all universally stoked <laughs> they took a whole damn hour <laughs> out of the show to show us what happened in the interim and if you'll remember one of the things i was talking about when we were talking about the the potentiality of telling stories like this was the ability to present chapters of this story in the order you want to present them and mm -hmm. listen chronologically this episode of television should come before the next couple episodes where we have the crossover right and could there be more there? Could there have been more more plot in between this and, and you know, tell us more about where Bukatan is? And, you know, yeah. But this is what you need to know about what is going on with Din so that you don't have a lot of questions no, no. about what's going on with him the whole time he's on screen. You can't enjoy it. Right. I mean, then think about it. You'd be like, where's Grogu? Is Grogu there? Is that Grogu with him? Where's Grogu, Grogu going to come out? Is he going to come out? You'd be doing that the whole time he was on screen. So they get that all out of the way. They're like, okay, yeah, yes, he has a dark saber. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, he's kind of crappy with it. No, he's not going back to the Mandalorians. Yes, he does know where Grogu is. No, Grogu's not coming out, right? So all those things are lined up, and they show you how they all work. They give you a little bit of a fun, you know, a couple fun scenes here uh, with Amy Sedaris, who's always welcome, in my opinion, uh, in the yeah. Star Wars universe. <laughs> She and, and the, that's right. She even dated a Jawa. A furry, a furry one. She enjoyed it. We found out. Uh, a furry. That's why she only works with droids now. Uh, <laughs> I, I just really, I just really enjoyed the way they did that. But if you'll remember, I said I posited that there was an opportunity for them to tell the stories in whatever order they wanted, and this is just a prime example of that. There needs to be this prequel. And if you really think about it, if they're shaving an hour off that season three to put it here, right? It's totally fine. It doesn't really mess with the storytelling convention. Everybody's going to watch it. It's exactly the way what other medium does this all the time, where they would just be like, oh, my God, it's Magneto, but he looks like he's 24. And then they'd be like, here's what happened. And they'd show you like, right, you know. Yeah, yeah, they think yeah, comic yeah. books did this the stuff. Comic books, yeah. <laughs> so you'd be like, how did Magneto, why is Magneto calling himself Joseph? You know what I mean? That was a weird one. I, I you know, that's what After the, the cliffhanger of the, uh, the last issue, you got a whole issue and you right. got to wait another month to get right. right back to the story. So this is, yep, just like that. So we're inured to this. I mean, this is our, our generation, the, the audience of this, you know, comic books are not a medium, are a medium that we have, have has existed for the entire lifespan of basically everybody watching this. So they all know these conventions. And so when you see them applied in a new way, in, in a new medium, it makes sense. And that's mm -hmm. why even though you are correct, if you're, if you're saying diegetically, is this an episode of the Book of Boba Fett or is this an episode of The Mandalorian, you would have a point. But at the same time, shut up because it's awesome. <laughs> you know what's crazy, though, about this, you know, and, and I, as, I, as you, we talk about our shows, like, think about this. How excited are we of this show because of, who? Din Djarin. And this is the thing that we talked about before Boba came out, is if Din comes on, who takes over the show? Because to be honest, Boba Fett is good. Bro, all I'm worried about is where Din is now. Like, <laughs> like I, I would be honest, like, you know, I heard, I saw the Darksaber. We saw the, where the Forger, they survived. I mean, like, 
my mind now is racing. Like I'm ready for Mandalorian season three and the expectation now kind of like Marvel was set with their movie, bro. Like these last two episodes, like they have to be like earth shattering. Like, you know what I mean? They have to be to the point where you were kind of surprised that they even took the detour for right. Mandalorian for this episode because right. they got so much ground. They they got a lot of ground to cover these next two episodes. Where That's I, what I'm I saying. That it should have been three episodes in a row right. for them to cover, you know, yeah. for the back end. But they took a detour. But if yeah. they have to come back in the middle of Mandalorian season three to wrap up the story of Boba Fett and tell us the like epilogue, right? To give us that epilogue episode, then it's going to work. Oh, it will it definitely work. will we work. We don't even know what's yeah. going on with these other characters until they intersect with right. quote the main narrative. Right. And Filoni is who? Well, Disney. I don't know. We, we will just say Filoni, but they're the ones that are deciding what that is. Right? Where's the point of view going to be? Right. So it's it's a totally legitimate storytelling device, and it's a creative use of it, frankly. So I'm I'm all about it. And, and it's one of those things where it's like, you know, Star Wars is almost like, it's like CBS. You know what I mean? It's its own network on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, They're right. treating it that way. So we're yeah. getting this, this programming schedule that's about to become, you know, it's going to be multiples of this, right? Where we're going to yeah, have... It's getting close to being weekly here when you see these launches coming out. Mm-hmm. And so it's almost like having, you know, Walt Disney Presents... It's yeah. like Walt Disney presents Star Wars this week, an episode of The Mandalorian. And it, and it works because it's the next thing you need to know in the story so that when we see teaming up with Boba Fett again, which mm-hmm. we know is awesome, mm-hmm. we are thinking about this crossover and this team up. And uh, our mind isn't on the future, right? Where we are going, not where we are, right? What's that Yoda line? It's, I'm not going to do it. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it's the, news, the season of Man- The Mandalorian. Season three is going to have Boba Fett in it. Yeah, I mean it's going to be combined. I mean there's going to be episodes that are going to be all in Jaren. There's going to be episodes that are going to have Boba Fett. I mean it's going to be, you know, because they're going to be working together. So yeah. it just makes sense. Yeah, it's kind of like they're it's kind of like their Avengers their Avengers moment. They're assembling their team here, so we're starting to see the the groundwork mm-hmm. as we say yeah. of this team starting to assemble. So right. I'm liking it. Um, you know, the funny thing me and Ken were talking about, bro, and we can move on to this point, like, you know, how big of an ass is the Forger, right? So, <laughs> so me and Ken were talking about it, and I'll, I'll kind of skip to the middle of it before we even talk about how she, like, basically outlaws him like they did um, Ahsoka in the parallel there. But, like, dude comes up to her excited and is like, hey, look, I got a Darksaber. She's like, what? Okay, let me look at it. He's like, hey, look, I got this cool spear from a Jedi. She's like, a Jedi? He's like, yeah, spear. She's basically like, hey, dumbass, this is a anti-Mandalorian weapon. Like, throw this away. Let me get... I was sitting there like, because he's excited to show it to her. And she's like, you know what this is? He's like, yeah, it's a spear that can deflect lightsaber blades. And she's like, yeah, and also <laughs> pierces Beskar. I'm like, cool, way to kill his like vibe. You know, dude's excited as hell, and you just well, ruined his own moment. Total she vibe. is. She's the worst type of fan. Because she's a right. stickler for the lore, and if you try to say, "Well, maybe I'm gonna go in this direction," you know, she's gonna say, "That's not how it is. You yeah. can't do it like that." You're and right. you're gonna, and and you yeah. you just hate that. You yeah. just hate yeah. that sort of yeah. sticklery stuff. She, she portrays like that grandmother with the wooden spoon. You know, every time you did something wrong, you got the little pop with a wooden spoon. That's, <laughs> that, that's all she portrays, especially when she's training him. I'm just there, like, yeah, it's like your your old school kind of that grandma. And that, yeah. that that student teacher type thing, but uh, my, yeah, my grandma never swung a hammer on me. 
I mean, right. that's never ha hasn't happened yet, but there's time. All right, so let's talk about the dark saber here. Yes, we got to start off with dark saber cutting the dude in half, and then presumably right. cutting his head off. I mean, that's pretty metal stuff. Hey, okay, so they had to clean up, you know, um, some some plot holes that you know we from rebels. Know. Yeah, <laughs> that was hilarious the way yeah. they cleaned it up. But I'm glad they did. Of course, yeah. it, it made some it made sense, you know. And it seems like they added some sort of, some sort of um some more some more backstory to to the dark saber. I had no idea that the more that you held it, the 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 the, the weightier it got. You know, when you aren't when you aren't using it correctly, when you're fighting right. it instead right. of fighting your opponent, right? It it works against you. Yeah, it works against you. So I mean, if, if I, I don't, I can't remember if they they did, um, did that in like any other. You know, description of the dark saber, but that was new to me. You yeah. know, um, not, too, not too many people wielded it, so it was one of those things that you know, as you heard from the forger. I mean, the brilliant only people that knew were the Vislas, mm -hmm. uh, Sabine, uh, Moff Gideon, uh, and obviously the ones who built it, which was the um, the other Mandalorian's family, which is crazy. How about that? You know, Ken was talking about that. How. He's like my an my family, my ancestors built that weapon. It's mine. I'm like, yeah, no, that, that's that's super crazy. So yeah. so I mean, so all the other people who welded, who I seen welded before, um, um, Din Djarin, um, welded it pretty easy, you know. Right. So that was like some sort of new information about the dark saber that I thought was pretty unique, yeah. you know, pretty decent, and still a way of trying to clean this this whole thing up of who's worthy of it, you know, um. But, you know, knowing what we got from, like, Rebels and, um, you know, Clone Wars and everything is really interesting how they cleaned up the fact of how it passed on to, you know, um, to Din and how it, you know, got taken from, you know, um, Bo-Katan. Um, a, a backstory from, like, Bo-Katan as well. I mean, you know, she's like, it, I, I can't wait um, to. Her to, series will clean a lot yeah, up, too. To, to, yeah, yeah. To, to, to get some of her, you know, the backstory, the, um, the flashback of Mandalore, you know, being destroyed yeah. and everything. You know, Scourging was, a Mandalore yeah, the, the, night of a thousand years. Thing, that was crazy. That was crazy. Yes, yes, yes. Give me some more of that. <laughs> Give me anything. If if season three of The Mandalorian isn't called The Mandalorians, you know, they're missing opportunity right there. You know. We um, talked about it. I mean, you, you and you're just, you're alluding to it with Bo-Katan, how the Forger and her, obviously, Death Watch and and the way they view the life. And, the, I mean, she dismisses her and says that's just she's just a myth. Like, she I, she doesn't even know she's still alive. And bro's literally like, I'm flying with her, bro. Like, we're, yeah. we're cool. Yeah. So I, that was kind of funny because she's she's dismissing that she's still alive. And dude's like, yeah, you know, I can, let me call her up real quick. She dropped her off. She dropped me off yeah. on a light right, cruiser. Right, right. I have two Jedi on speed dial. Literally, not one, but I know two Jedi. You know, it's, it right. was just... she, she is so stuck in the way, her way, the right. ways, and everything. You know, like he's like you guys were saying about the grandma and you know being you know stuck. I mean, when when you get as old or as like um, religious, you know, of when you you hold on to belief so strong, when you see somebody going outside of the way, then you're you are going to criticize them because that's all you know. You know, um, especially with pastors, religious people who are really deep into it, old grandmothers who will hold on tight to, you know, um, to, to what they were taught. They don't want to be taught anything outside of what they know. 
and, and what ha what did she say about Jedi? Jedi can't be attached to things. Yeah. And what happens when a Jedi becomes attached to something? Mm -hmm. Darth Vader. Yeah. Amongst them. <laughs> so there is something to keeping tradition, to keeping with the path, the but, way, the way things are supposed to be. So she has a point. I mean, you can't fall. To a degree. But rigidness in the face of in the face of like rigid adherence to, you know, those standards is literally the story of the collapse of the Jedi Order, too. Right. So mm -hmm. it, it parallels that as well. And we know for a fact that you can, in fact, be too dogmatic and rigid in this universe. It's very easy to do that. And, you know, even clairvoyant beings that can see versions of the future, you know, could still have that problem. It's a, it's, a, it's a really interesting way for them to parallel that. And again, I think it speaks to the way, you know, it's not just the fandom that, that acts like this, it's puritanical. It's society and people too. And, and that is an interesting way to humanize these characters that are, you know, I mean, if, they, if they're humanoid, right? They're, they, have, they have these masks on, they look like astronauts pretty much. Yeah. Uh, and, it, and it makes you feel, you know, a connection to them. It's interesting. You know, the interesting part is, though, as you know, as I talked about the parallel between his banishment from being a Mandalorian to, uh, you know, Ahsoka Tano's banishment mm -hmm. from the Jedi. It, it kind of makes you think, you know, this Boba Fett and we see Boba Fett, um, you know, his effect on the syndicates and, you know, the underworld and how he's changing it in the view. It makes you seem to think that, like, you know, Din Djarin is technically still a Mandalorian, like. She can say that maybe he's not a Mandalorian by their creed, but who says that he doesn't go to rule Mandalore and changes things just like Boba Fett has done with the, you know, how the and underworld he can live is. under that name. He yeah. Can, he can, I mean, he's, I mean what, what are they going to do? Come after him? I mean, <laughs> Bo-Katan literally is royalty from another lineage of another clan of Mandalorian. So she can turn around and say, you're still a Mandalorian. Like, yeah. So I was kind of like, eh. It's the he same thing he's said about Boba Fett too, right? right. The same situation as Boba Fett, where he has been like, you know, Django is excommunicated for whatever, yeah, you know, whatever underhanded, you know, stuff that Django is doing, and so it puts them in it puts them in the same boat, you know, it, but it makes them natural allies because they're they're subject to the same sort of discrimination from, you know, the. I don't know, reactionary? Is that the right word for them? The reactionary Mandalorians? Uh, I guess, yeah, extreme basically. Extreme Mandalorians yeah, that are... Extremists. Yeah, extremists. That's what they were labeled as in, in previous uh, seasons, right? When we talked about it, yeah, they are extremists. Man, what a, what a great time to have finished a rewatch of Rebels. I mean, honestly, this has been a... This has been a Rebels, and, and you know, we have... If you have if you don't know this, you should check out our other shows because we review the cartoons, and we've watched through all the Clone Wars and all of Rebels now, and man, oh man... You need to watch Rebels if you're going to be into these TV shows, into the modern uh, Star Wars, the Filoni-verse, because so many of these plot items are introduced and explained in Rebels, including, as we may have discussed recently on our on our other feed for Carbonite Bounty BS, the plot device that will save the day and redo the sequel trilogy. So check those, <laughs> check those episodes we're, out. We're on the way there, man. Definitely. Yeah, right? it's all, we're on the way for sure. But it's so great to see all these all these different themes, like the Dark Saber and the Mandalorians, and the end of Mandalore, which has been spoken about but never shown. Right. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
And that's something we're only talking about now, which is, again, a credit to how good the episode is that you could drop a piece of canon information that is that important that early in the episode, have it stick, and then the rest of the episode is like an acceleration. Like, it gets better and better and better until, you know, until you find out, yeah, they're going to come find DP, you know, it's crazy. We were just talking about this. There's only two episodes, right? So we're probably going to get another big piece of Din. We're probably going to see, I imagine, a deep fake Luke or whoever Luke is. I, I can't imagine. Not I mean, that, so. so so you drop you drop the whole Grogu yeah. thing at the end of the episode. So he's that was totally unexpected. Yeah. And we know where Grogu is. And yeah, he's, he's with him. So, so to I have mean, that, like, are, are, are you really, is that where you're going in the book of Boba they're gonna have to show some of it. On Tatooine, he said that they're there. He can't leave Tatooine because he has to meet up with them, right? Well, he, he has, has to meet a, a little friend. He said, "I didn't catch." I, yeah, I, I don't. Well, I, I'm I'm assuming that he's there. Yeah, I don't know if he's flying out or not. It'd be quite the tease for there to be another small friend for him to meet on Tatooine. In the starship now, she took out the aftermath pod, and it's a. Yeah. It's got a little dome on it, so that's where Grogu's gonna sit because he's got to go somewhere to get him and bring Maybe. him back. Maybe Holly looked at me when they did that and just said, "That's a hell of a check to write." I think she is definitely right about that because I mean, it's questions like, why would he pick up Grogu so quickly? You know, he's all, yeah, he's not everything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, so and, but by the episode, you know, to the episode's credit, he did say all he wants to do is just check on. Him. That's it. You right. Know, check on him and, you know, make sure that he's okay. I mean, because he's already, you know, built a bond. They got a bond together, you know. Um, he wants to check on his boy, uh, make sure he's okay. <laughs> generally, if you're leaving your kid with some unknown stranger that says he's a, um, you know. <laughs> he says he's Luke Skywalker. He said he was a Jedi. I mean, he was I mean, hacking down these people with a yellow sword. I don't know a, how. A green sword, you know. You've never seen a non-Jedi do that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So you know, you tell me. Here's now, an interesting now, 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 Hitch, now, Hitch, you just had a, uh, you know, you just had a, a foundling, you know, what I'm saying, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> someone comes, someone comes to your door and says they need to train. I need this baby. My name is Luke Skywalker. Yeah, yeah. and what do you mean? I'd be like, give him up. Do you, do you give him up? I looked at it. I looked at it, George. I looked at it, Georgie. And she looks up like. <laughs> You know, here's an interesting thought that I, that just crossed my mind. We're talking about, you know, if Grogu and Luke are on Tatooine. If they are, and let's say they are at the Lars homestead, right? That makes that a pretty a pretty interesting nexus point in the Force when you consider it's where Luke lived. It was the place they took Luke to protect him, right? It's also the place that, you know, Anakin had his dark side moment. And it's the place where Rey eventually takes... Anakin's lightsaber and and buries the Jedi books there. Correct. So so it's it's interesting to think about you know how that is an, at a nexus point in the Force, just like those Jedi temples that that you know we would encounter in the in the other medium, like Rogue One even and and, uh, yeah. and and Rebels. So that that's kind of an interesting thought, and it would make sense for Luke to be on Tatooine. It's his home planet. It's right. It's from there. Be like, you know, if I if I was going to start a Jedi school, I mean, it would probably be either in Pittsburgh or Wheeling, right? It wouldn't be on like Tucson. Like, I wouldn't do that, right? It'd be dumb. Unless you just right. really hated the cold, you know. Look, it's that 
the uh, the ability to get DeCarlo's pizza on demand. Whatever. Oh, there we are. There's there's a, there's our shout out. There's our reference. There we go. I love it. South Willing, please. Elm Grove. Elm Grove. We'll go Elm Grove. Elm Grove. Patsy's Elm Grove. is good, yeah. but you know I'm a I'm a Glendale native, so I'm a I'm a oh, of course I'm a Glendale to Carlos kid. What can I say? course but, but you know you know the cool part about this too is we're talking you know we're, we're building the team up we know bo katan's out there she has a series potentially coming out so you know we're, we're asking for these legendary these you know legacy characters where i mean where's the sabine reference at you know because we hear the forger talking about bo katan's she's just some myth she doesn't even exist nobody knows where she's been you know sabine's still around sabine's handed off the saber we know that she's looking for ezra now um we know that Ahsoka is looking for Ezra now. They're going planet to planet. So you got you got you got Boba, you got Finnick Shan. I mean, there's a team that's coming Cranston, together. You got um um Mando, you got Grogu, you got Ahsoka, you got Sabine, and if they top this off with Ezra Bridger coming back, come on, that's the Avengers right there, right? I don't. Yeah, huh? Ezra's a Ezra's a tough one. I think they're gonna they're gonna have to save that for a while. Ooh. Yeah. Man, I want to say that thing yeah. be a season, right? That's what at, yeah. Yeah. But she, if she would have to literally go out to the unknown regions, which I don't think she ever makes it. So the Ahsoka, the 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 Ezra Bridger one's always been the tough one for me. And I told you guys that when we started talking even about the original sequel trilogy, like the Ezra story is a tough one because him and Thrawn are in the unknown regions. Essentially, when the time gets there, that's where the Palpatine is now. So. At this point, Palpatine is there now, so that's like it, it's it'll be. Series, then. It is. You know, it is. That maybe maybe that's the maybe that's the Thrawn series. I mean, maybe that's. I don't know. Thrawn series? Oh, you had me at Thrawn series. I mean that that's the end game, right? That's the uh, that's the whole kind of Thanos kind of. That's where we get to, and we're asked, we're looking like it's going to be. I mean, there's nobody else. You can't say Thrawn and him not be the big bad of of right. The, phase of the t of star wars tv right so it's all sort of leading up to when does thrawn show up and why do does this particular band of mercenaries or uh fellows fellowship why does this fellowship of the killing thrawn need to get together and how do they get and then what do they do right yeah right i mean how, how crazy would this be literally hitch if they go to the unknown regions and it's like this group versus the chess, bro. Because I mean, maybe they make it to he gets to his home. Yeah, how crazy would that be? You talk about like Endgame. Uh, the chess are awesome, man, and the chess are on. really awesome. They're they're a really cool like um, society, and it, and they're the chess ascendancy. Doing now, what would Thrawn be doing now? Well, they well right now. I mean, they they crash landed somewhere, so basically nobody knows what the hell is going on. I mean, think about Ezra has no lightsaber, Thrawn has no guns. So they're on some planet in the unknown regions. They what probably have no communication. Well, but that makes as, Ezra in charge. Yeah, if, essentially if they become, no weapons. yeah, essentially they become human. friends at some point, I believe they kind of like get that like understanding of, so it, it's an interesting story. Everybody's talked about it kind of, they handed to it in the books a little bit, but nothing like finite. So hmm. that's, that's the big story. I mean, outside of this, whole you know this search for him so we have those two finite stories obviously as we the forger said he's completed his quest um he's dropped off the child he's assembled he's now you know got the dark saber which it was funny i mean that that whole mission this whole scene she looks at him like you have it and then like the way she lights ignites it like it's real 
she's like stunned, like basically like, dude, you're dumb. How did you get this? Like, you know, the, the way the way she kind of played him in the backstory, I was just like, you know, I gotta watch that again. I didn't, I, I didn't get, but I mean, I her, her tone. You know how she is yeah, sarcastic. She's that's, like that's the way she's always been, though. Right. But I, I, I kind of see where you're coming from. I mean, like, dude, you're not like, you know. Yeah. Are you the one? Exactly. And then when he's wielding it, she's sitting there shaking her head like, I cannot believe this guy has the dark safe. But the thing is, you can't you you cannot create something new by adhering to the past, by adhering to rigid dogma. Because if you do that, all you can do is recreate the past. To innovate, you have to do new things. And the forger's just not willing to allowed to do this and it's insane that, that your helmet coming off is the thing i mean you're telling me you're telling me and i just need to make sure this is clear this guy murder can kill them off right can kill them off can get revenge for mandalore and his hat falls off and he's excommunicated from his religion and that ruins him yeah you, you know the more interesting fun. thing though so they're on this planet right which is the docking bay you have to wonder, you have to think, who's the one who told her he lost his helmet? Because she's been communicated that, because it was a specific question at a specific time. Somebody has said something to her. They've been tipped by somebody or something. I mean, the way she phrased those questions, yeah. she was she fishing knew. and digging. She, she okay, knew. Are you going to lie to me? Are you going to yeah. you know, she- you tell me the truth? She you already know? knew, because she's um, repeatedly it, it, asked. It appeared like she, she knew something. You know, um, It'll be interesting to see you know how that develops. The um the whole spinning planet that was pretty decent. Yeah, you know, nice. I've right, never man. seen anything like that, that before. Great. I mean, that was right out of like uh, the Foundation series. I mean, that was Isaac yeah. Asimov, um, two thousand one, A Space Odyssey, crazy. Yeah. And that I wonder how they had to live because the light in the dark was constantly moving. Mm-hmm. So, you so this is a Dyson ring, and what it is a ring that exists around a star. In this case, probably like a white dwarf. And it only has to be, you know, a certain, I think it's like a, at that size, it only has to be 10 kilometers high, like the walls on the edge. And it'll actually hold all the atmosphere in because of this force of it spinning around. Mm-hmm. And those day and light things are caused by mirrors that focus the sunlight so you can grow things. There's a lot of really interesting hard sci-fi that talks about these things. The Dyson ring is also a precursor to a Dyson sphere, mm. which is a whole bunch of satellites uh, wrapping around a star to capture every single bit of radiation the star produces for power. And it has been posited that we would be able to find empires of inter- interplanetary societies because we would find regions of space that would be dim because the stars in those areas would all be covered by these things. Uh, also, these rings would be detectable as they, tra- uh, what do they call it, Trans- transition or trans, damn, I can't remember the word, but as they go across the star, we'd be able to see them because the star would dim. And we can't find any of those things anywhere. None of them. Anyway, uh, that, sorry, that's an interesting. That's an interesting thing. Yeah. It's called the Fermi well, paradox. I get into that. Sorry, guys. I mean, it, it happened a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. So it must have happened. So you know, it must exist. It's somewhere. happening right now somewhere. <laughs> so well, this, well, their societies are so old that these could be like this ring could be a legacy thing that was created so long ago that nobody knows who made it. You know, the, these mega structures in Star Wars are sometimes attributed to just builders. And that's yeah, all they call them. Yeah. Like center point um, station, right? Yeah, yeah, so we had the, the cops coming to um try to pull um <laughs> pull Din Jarn uh, over. Pull Din Jarn over. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and they, 
It's, uh, the way they were trying to grill him, and then uh, he just escaped, and you know, yeah. just pressed the turbo boost. Do all that paperwork? Yeah. Hey man, yeah. are you scared of spiders? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> License and registration, oh, like, please. Rider, you know. Yeah, yeah. The license and registration had me. I said, yeah. Can you send me that uh, that beam again? Yeah. Can you yeah, send me yeah, your beam? Like, no, I'm not. I'm not about to stay here. I know I got turbo boost here, right? Yeah. The the um, I think you alluded to earlier, Ken. The um, the 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 the, the when he was testing out testing out the um the 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 ship and everything and flying through like the different stuff reminded me like you know the pod races and everything that's what that was that's that canyon was the there was a pod race canyon that was the easter egg yeah 100 percent was the same same, that was the same run too much too much too much. Yeah, and that's where it had me when he was going through the canyons. I'm like, oh my god, this is the pod race. Like this. Is the oh my god, that is crazy. Yeah. That is. Crazy. Yeah, they just really stick in your nose. There was nothing wrong with the prequel trilogy. Look, see, it was fine. You just, <laughs> uh, you just didn't want to like it. You got all the elements there and everything. Yeah, he was he was digging that and you know testing it out. I mean, it was a it was. I, I'm a, I'm amazed. I I see all this like you know on a big screen and everything. It would do just. Is great on a big screen as it is doing right now on the small screen and everything with everything that we're seeing right now. Yes, right, this was a great episode of the Book of Boba Fett um, with the 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 the, the Mandalorian interlude, as you know, if, yeah. if we want to call it that. Um, Phoenix Shan showing up at the end. Why was she all the way up there? You know, <laughs> they remember they locked her out, so she climbed over the top to get in. Oh, is that? What? Yeah, yeah, they locked the front door down to the ceiling. She just jumped. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. I was like, was like, why do you want to make your interest from all the way up yeah. there and everything? Oh man. You know. Yeah. I I was hoping when he was buying the parts that we were gonna see Wado. That was my only thing I was holding out for. When she was like, I can get the parts from anywhere. I was like, oh my gosh, is she gonna buy it from Wado? Like Wado. everything off Wado. The boy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm a slaveholder. What? Yeah, I love slaves. Is it is it is it weird though that we didn't even see Boba yeah. in, in this episode? No. Uh, if it's an interlude, now, like you're saying, I get it. I mean, all books have interludes. I mean, look at the preludes, and especially in Star Wars novels, I will say that um, they do have these parts where kind of like they'll just like cut the book and they'll just jump into some something else. Mm. So yeah, I, I, I did notice that in the graphic novels. Yeah, I think Alan Card was born. Oh. Yeah, I mean it wasn't. It didn't. It wasn't necessarily. Uh, and, and plus, if you even put him in, you know, at the end there, um, I still don't think it would have fit. You know, him sending Finnick to 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 get Mando and everything fit right into like the the whole overall narrative narrative um, of him rec- recruiting. You know, Boba and everything. I do want to see this this end of Boba. I do want to see more of him. And more of him, you know, us understanding, you know, his motivations and everything, why he's doing, you know, everything he's doing um, to get this, you know, to, to fight this war that's happening. I'm interested to see how this war is going to play out in a whole, whole bigger overall scheme of things. Is it just a play for just his story or is these just things of getting his army together for like the bigger you know, in game per se type. You know, I I personally think we're only two episodes, and we know that Den's going to have a part in this next episode to see Grogu at some point. With the runtime, unless they're each probably fifty minutes, I, I don't think this season ends with the war ending with the Pikes, which yeah, will be a great cliffhanger. They can't end the war in two episodes. It would be like, too big. It'd you can't. Too big and so. too fast, and we would all be mad. We'd all yeah, be like, it, oh. yeah. If anything, you'll see him riding. 
his um his creature what is it what was it the bantha the rancor the, the rancor i'm sorry yeah the rancor he'll be ride riding that rancor he'll ride his rancor in it and that's where probably the season the season wins somewhere in between battle maybe some people taking some damage but they can't end the war in, in you know essentially an hour and a half i mean i guess yeah. they could but i, I hope they don't because they, they got more, a good thing to kind of bring off. danny trejo back you got to cover a lot of ground here. You got Steven yeah. Root out there. Yeah. I mean, you got to yeah. give you've got to give some justice out to some guest stars, and you've got to got to meet out some vengeance here. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot to get done. You're right. Two episodes feels like a long no, it time, it's not but it really. Isn't. But I will say this: it was nice to see them not shy away from graphic violence, and right. in some ways, isn't that why he was chopping out? stuff up with that dark saber, wasn't yeah. he? Bro, he got his. You see how he got bit his hand up? I was like, ooh, like that felt like when he bit his hand off the bat. I'm like, ooh. Then he gets his leg seared open. Like, I was like, man, I'm dead. It was pretty graphic. Yeah, he took some damage. Yeah. Like, for sure. No back to tank, though. He he heals without the back to tank. Action damage, Mando. And and seeing Mando in his armor, and, and it's sort of like a little jarring. To see Mando in his shiny armor and everything, knowing we what we see with Boba Fett, and it still brings close to the home. Like you know, these two have like Beskar armor and everything. You know, and Mando has the better of <laughs> of the armor and stuff. Um, I when when they first announced Boba Fett, people were so excited about Boba Fett, Boba Fett, Boba Fett getting the movie and you know coming on the scene and everything, and then we ended up getting the Mandalorian. So we're like, we don't know anything about that. So, you know, what's going on, on with that? It, 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 it would have seemed like, you know, Boba should have been like, I think we covered this like a couple weeks ago last week, that he should have been the Mandalorian, and we should have been learning a little bit more about the Mandalorian through like Boba Fett. Like sort of like switch roles and everything. It right. seems like Mando was getting a better backstory um, of what Boba could have been, you know. He seems a little bit more interesting than what we see with Boba Fett so far, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, not to say that Boba can't Boba Fett Boba Fett can't end off a lot better, but if you if you're trying to compare the two with them having similar armor from what we see, especially if you're like a casual coming into like the story, Mando is the, is the he's the, he's a more interesting character. Yeah. He's definitely shinier. He definitely has more tech, and we definitely have yeah. seen him use it a little bit more than we've seen yeah. Boba Fett. But yeah. yeah. It, it's coming. I mean, we we, okay. we got to build it up a little bit, and there's a lot of opportunity coming up in the next year. So, yeah. you know, it's a shame, you know, as as we end this week's, you know, po- as this podcast and and ultimately this live show, like the excitement, you know, we guys get. I mean, I'm sure you guys see us on camera, or if you're listening to us, how we are. I mean. I just count down a day so like Tuesday night again. It's just crazy. Like Disney, like you know, I don't want to say this in that in that you know in that analogy, but you know, it's like I'm fiending for it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I, I need it to be next Tuesday night already. I'm just I need so, it. So what time did you get up this morning to watch the episodes? Uh, like seven. Okay. I, you know, I'm not staying up late night anymore because when I watch it, I, my my view is too like. I'm too harsh, you know, because I'm half asleep. So I'll give it a little bit of time. I wake up and then I watch it once. I'll usually message Ken like, "Hey, did you watch it?" And then I'll start messaging him, and then I'll try to watch it again in the afternoon. So, yeah, I mean, I was just it, that episode had me. I, I just couldn't believe it. Like we all discussed, as soon as I saw the dark saber off the bat, I was like, "What?" Because when I saw when I saw that, yeah. 
Yeah, I thought, man, is this is this a saw? Did they get the saw right. set and go in there? Like, what is this? And and, and all of a sudden, Mando yeah, comes in. And how about how about hanging from the ceiling? And, 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 and how about our Terminator, how about our Terminator moments in there? You know, with, with Terminator, the yeah, exactly. Yeah, the Terminator, the, you know, callback, you know, um, references and stuff. That was pretty funny. <laughs> that was a strange scene straight out of like the beginning of the Terminator and stuff. Um, but yeah, that was straight saw all the way. You know, I mean, what the stuff that they figured they could put into these, you know, Disney Plus or what they could get away with, they got away with it in this episode. You know, it was they definitely, pretty, they definitely walked that line, especially with the violence. Yeah, they, they definitely walked yeah. that line. Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't be opposed to having you don't need to make a series of what happened in Mandalore. Now, but now that we had this type of story type structure, you don't necessarily have to have another season or another. I, I will be fine with a one shot or a movie strictly on what happened in Mandalore. That's yeah, it. Yeah. You don't need a season. Just what happened in Mandalore last days or, you know, last hours leading up to this. And it leads up, you know, to like another season of whatever future series is coming out. You know, yeah, um, it's like a two hour movie. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to see it like, like you're saying, like a rogue, like they did with Rogue One. I'd like to see like, you know, this movie called Star Wars Mandalore. That's it. And they yeah. can, I mean, literally, it would be like kind of just like Rogue One. It would be, you know, the sacrifice of these people and who escaped. And it would tie perfectly into this. Yeah, it would tie perfectly into this. Yeah. Or thrown to the wind, right? Thrown to the wind. Everyone's thrown to the wind. The, the foragers. It's like, oh, they'd be thrown to the wind. Yeah. It's kind of like those space movies when they like shoot them out the uh, the chute, you know, they jettison them out in the space, so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Right. Every movie has that. Somebody gets jettisoned off the ship. You got to do that. That's, That's part of the hatch. It is. It's a great classic. It's the point of having space. Space only exists as an antagonist if it can take somebody. And that's how you right. do it. Yeah. You know, it's like opening up the door on a submarine. Hey, <laughs> yeah, Hitch, they do, it, they do it every six seconds in Expanse, right? You know. Well, Expanse is hard. So I, listen, I still have not seen season six because I wanted to wait till I was watched it. I yet I'm very excited to do that myself. But listen, we've had lots of Star Wars obligations, and I have a. Hey, we we're dealing game. with a space odyssey right now. You know. <laughs> well, um, great episode. Great episode. Yeah, yeah. Great this episode, is a good yeah. mid-season point. This is a good jump-off point too, because like there's going to be a couple episodes of this, and then we're going to be feeding right into the next, you know, the next cycle with uh, Kenobi and. Uh, Cassian and you know whatever the next seasons of you know however they're going to orient the next season of Bad Batch and you know it's interesting how now that we're sort of finishing up these back. yeah buddy now that we're sort of finishing up these prerequisites I feel so much more like I feel like I understand so much more of the depth of what's going on in Mandalorian so I, I feel like if you are a person who's enjoyed any of these seasons that you really should watch at least Rebels because Rebels is like important <laughs> like a lot of these plot elements are just yeah. basically threads that yeah. are continuing from rebel right right well guys uh, like i said fun week again and appreciate everybody coming on uh appreciate us getting kendo today from our usual admiral tarkin or a ken <laughs> out of ken so uh yeah guys um you know, he got so all the toys. He does, man. This guy. If you need, if you need Star Wars toys and need to know where they are, ask this guy. He is, he's the one. Definitely. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. Thanks everybody for tuning in again. And until next week, guys. Uh, this is the way. This is the way.
or is it? 